You're listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast episode 7. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. What is up? Welcome to another packed episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to listen in over the past six episodes. It has been some journey hearing from an amazing variety of guests, all sharing their unique story and adding incredible value to you, the listener. Thank you to everyone who has stopped by iTunes and rated and reviewed this podcast. It has been unbelievable to have the podcast featured in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. This is something which I am incredibly proud of, but this would not have been possible without you, the listener. So thank you so much. We have another packed episode for you. I'm chatting with Brian Power from Advitech, who are a professional web design and development agency based in Cork. Brian shares some advice and tips on how small, medium enterprises can get more out of their SEO efforts, as well as an insight to those looking to develop a career in the SEO industry. Don't forget, if you've got a suggestion or a topic which you think we should cover on the show, please do drop me an email to podcast at waynedenner.com. You can also send me a tweet to at Wayne Denner. Let's not waste any more time and get stuck right in to episode seven. Now, for SMEs, how they rank within search engines is important business. For many, the term SEO or search engine optimization can leave a bewildered look on the face of many. With major players such as Google constantly updating their algorithm, is it really possible to get your business on the first page of Google? And does it really matter? Joining me today to discuss how businesses can get more out of their search engine optimization efforts all the way from County Cork is Brian Parr. And I might also add a fellow Irish Biz Party alumni. Brian runs Advitech, who are a website and design and development agency who specialise in SEO services for clients throughout Ireland and the UK. Brian, thank you so much for joining me on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for having me, Wayne. No worries. Brian, this is an area that I'm really, really interested in. Obviously, I have a new website launching over the next couple of weeks, probably this week, in fact. Um, many businesses now are starting to think about their online offering. They're starting to realise that, well, our website is one of the, the, the most important things that we have at our disposal right now. It's effectively our shop front 24 hours a day. Give us a bit of a background on what Avatech do and what you guys are all about and the kinds of services that you offer. Okay, well, I'm glad you said it uh, that way um, because I am a firm believer that... Um, I am a firm believer that one of the first things that I say to customers is that your website is your biggest shop window, okay? Um, and I think it's important for people to realize that. And once you have a website, you're no longer a local business, you're now a global business. So you have to take that on board as well. Now, that's not to say that, you know, you have to trade globally, but you, you are visible globally. Um, so as a result, what we do at Avantech is, is we offer um, web development, web design, um, digital marketing, uh, including SEO, email marketing, social media marketing, uh, and content creation. We kind of specialize in e-commerce um, in the web field uh, because it, it is a very specialized area to to help people make those conversions. Um, and to give you an example of that, we had a customer recently who came across to us. She was after getting a website done by a previous company. The website wasn't delivering for her. We told her that she had to start from the ground up and she's got increased sales monthly of 950% plus. Um, so if it's done correctly, it can really, really work well. Um, we also do IT consultancy and web consultancy. So there are some companies around the uh, the country that are working for some bigger clients and they want an external SEO audit and an external view of things so that the larger company can say, okay, it's a completely um, tra transparent process and you've got a third party 
expert specialist in SEO that's telling us what we need to do with our website. So what I kind of say is, you know, the www, we write web. If it's on the web, we do it. That's basically the way that we, we look at it. So even if there's not something listed on our website, um, chances are we have done a certain amount on it in the past and we, we're more than willing to help people if that's, if, if we are in a position to do so in the future. That's great. I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, that we're, we're on the same page there in relation to it. It is a, it is a shop front and, and that's what I've been telling many people. Obviously, you know, search engine optimization is not an area of digital that I focus on at all. I leave it to the experts. Um, I work with some good partners around the, the place. Of course, me and you are looking at doing some stuff hopefully very, very soon. We've heard a lot of jargon when it comes to SEO and this is something which puts a lot of people off. You know, we've heard the term, you know, snake oil salesman when it comes to you know getting people on the first page of Google I know there's some unbelievably reputable agencies out there you guys are doing some great work down in Cork I've been following you guys online in terms of the blogs and the content that you're pushing out there which really puts you guys as some somewhat of an authority in relation to SEO can you perhaps demystify somewhat of um, the SEO and what businesses need to know and what it means for small, medium businesses. Really, I guess you want to break it down. You're talking about snake oil salesmen. In in the world of SEO, you're really talking about white hat techniques versus black hat techniques. And if we take that back to watching TV and fairy tales, you had the white witch, the white witch and the black witch from uh, The Wizard of Oz, for argument's sake. And so good and bad. Um, and white hat techniques are good techniques. Black hat techniques are bad techniques. And really, that's all pleased by Google. It's not pleased by anybody else. Um, Google are constantly changing their algorithm, as you alluded to at the intro. And what's really important is that we adhere to white hat techniques. And, and I don't mean in a, in a sense that we, we even approach the gray area of what qualifies as a white hat technique now but may be considered a black hat technique in the future because when Google roll out an update, all of a sudden, if you're, uh, white, if those white hat techniques all of a sudden become black hat techniques, your rankings will disappear completely. We actually had that happen to two customers within the last 12 months. Their rankings disappeared completely. Um, so really, I guess to, to put it in, in basic terms, SEO is making your website relevant so that it shows up in the, in the search engine results um, using the correct techniques. Um, there are a lot of them. Uh, SEO is not an exact science. Google don't publish what they actually look for. We just know based on what we have done and how it affects certain things. Um, really, it is just that. It's, it's making your website relevant and all of the steps that are involved in that. If your website is more relevant, I mean, I'm sure all of the listeners have searched for a certain item on Google or Yahoo or Bing or something like that, and they've found what they want, but they may have found five or six irrelevant results on the first page. And that's because companies can use underhand techniques to try and get up there. So, um, so it's very, very important. And is it something then that as a business you would do once and once only and then you would kind of leave it to its own devices or is it work that needs to be ongoing? I mean, you're mentioning black hat and white hat techniques. I mean, if the algorithm changes then, does the business have to do a whole new piece of work or can you, you know, change stuff, tweak things? What's the process? There, there's a, a few different views and there's a few different schools of thought, but basically SEO is an ongoing thing. It needs to be, you need to be working on SEO all of the time. And, and as a result, what we do as an agency is, is we allow people to sign up for SEO plans over a period of months where we will work on their SEO for their website for a certain amount of time every month so that they're keeping on top of it. Because you can go to a position whereby you spend a lot of money, you get SEO, you get SEO done your website, you get up to a high level, and then you stop. But then what if all of your competitors roll in and start doing it? All of a sudden, your rankings are going to start falling. So from that point of view, yes, you can do it once to get you up there. But in order to stay up there and to keep in uh, keep ahead of all of the changes, you need to be doing it regularly. And um, with regard to the, the, the white hat techniques, you know, it, it is important just to, to keep ahead of those all of the time. I think, um, I think it's important... 
to to be there. You know, you have to view it as an investment. If people, there's no point in having the best website in the world if nobody can find you. Mm. And by the same vein, there's no point in everybody being able to find you if your website doesn't have the correct information that's relevant for people. Yeah. So there's there's more than actually one component in it. There's a there's, absolute. There, yeah. There's there's a there's a process. And I mean, in terms of um, you know, I was reading through your website recently, and I was actually reading your blog where you discussed Penguin 3.0. And um, what is that? I mean, what does that mean to listeners, and how can it affect SMEs in Ireland? Is it something? you know, the small, medium enterprise that's listening in right now needs to be aware of? Well, I'll give you an example with Penguin 3.0. Penguin 3.0 rolled out and there, there were a few main changes in it. Really, they they were looking at um, the backlinks and the quality of the backlinks from um, external processes. So there's two types of SEO. There's on-site SEO and off-site SEO. On-site is the stuff that you take care of yourself with your code base. And then off-site SEO would mainly be around backlinks guest blogging and negative SEO, which is really where the Penguin 3 update was focused. And backlinks, the more backlinks that you have to your website, in essence, the more popular it is. So the more websites that are linking to your website, then Google sees that and says, well, that website must be relevant because there's a lot of people that are linking to that website. But in other cases, there are things called link farms where people just go, they buy a load of links linking back to the website and, and Google don't like that because you're, you're, it's not proper traffic. Um, and as a result, they kind of, they, they've nullified that a little bit more with the Penguin 3 update. Um, also, with regard to guest blogging, um, blogging on an external website is is a very good process. There are a lot of um, rumors going around that guest blogging is dead, but it's not. There was an awful lot of people just throwing up blogs on loads of different external blogging websites. It was kind of pointless, whereas now they're a little bit more focused as to where those guest blogs are. Their algorithms are improving all the time. And then what they've done as well, the, the other big update with Penguin 3.0 was negative SEO. And if you don't know what negative SEO is, negative SEO is is really nasty. Um, so I've already mentioned that the link farms are not a good not a good thing. So what negative SEO is is it's a company that are putting links to your website on one of these link farms. So they're paying, or they're going through the process of building these bad links back to your website to affect your search engine ranking. So obviously, you know the space that I'm in in relation to online reputation. So here's something that's very, very important in relation to negative SEO. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's important. And, and yet again, it's a black hat technique, uh, but it's, it's a really nasty one. And, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to police it in the future. They say that the Penguin 3.0 helps to tackle it, but there's an awful lot more involved. And and from this point of view, it's a very simple example of why you can't just work in your SEO and leave it alone. You need to keep an eye on things. You need to have regular updates to say, okay, you're after getting an extra 200 backlinks to your website this week. Where did they come from? And if it's not from traditional traffic and places that you're familiar with, then you have to take the steps to contact that link farmer, whoever it is, and say, we didn't do this take those links down to our website please you know so from the online reputation point of view it is it is very very bad um it is very very bad uh, so tell me i mean how can i mean so you're mentioning th- these link farms and you're mentioning negative seo just to go off sort of left field here for a moment how can our listeners find out how can they monitor where these links are actually coming from If you want to handle SEO yourself, there are loads of online tools that enable you to run SEO audits on your website um, and keep track of the links that you've got, the links that are coming in, uh, etc. Now, they're quite expensive, um, and some some of the way they're broken down, I know that we use some of them to build some of our SEO audits, and we include a lot of the default information in uh, in some of the the documentation and some of the customers come back to me and say what is this do i need to understand this and i say to them no you don't the bit that you're interested is on page three for argument's sake you just want to see where your keywords are ranking because a lot of it is very technical and it's a lot for people to take on so from that point of view it is better to have somebody in an seo um field that keeps an eye on that for you on a weekly or a monthly basis. So there are ways of monitoring the number of links 
that are linking back to your website. I would suspect that, you know, many SMEs in Ireland mightn't actually have any idea in relation to this negative SEO. And it's a good idea to be working with an organization that has experience in this area, has the tools and has the ability to uh, to put you in your best foot whenever you're thinking about this sort of stuff. In terms of, you know, you've made some very, very interesting points. You've, you've got me thinking a lot now um, about the importance of SEO, the importance for every business to be thinking about their own search engine optimization. What would be your six steps to better SEO? If you were talking to an organization today or you were doing a piece of work for a company, what would be the six things that you would say, okay, guys, if we follow these six steps, we're going to be able to improve our search engine visibility. Okay. The first thing that I would say here is that too many people look at external off-site SEO. I think you have to focus solely on your own website first. Once that's done to a sufficient standard, then you can worry about moving on and seeing to try and build external links and build them in a proper way. Um, but really, I guess, um, relevant keywords would be number one. Um, relevant keywords would be number one. You need to, and sometimes the client is not the best person to decide because I've spoken to clients in the past and they've said to me, well, these are the keywords we want to be ranked by and I'm taking completely external customer approach and I'm saying, well, if I was looking for that, I would be looking for X, Y, and Z, whereas they're telling me they're actually looking for A, B, and C. And they may be looking in a very, very specialized area so it's important from a keyword point of view to identify the keywords that that you want to be found by, but also to identify the keywords that you're being that are being searched. So, to give you an example, um, last week I was doing an SEO audit for an external client, um, and we came across the keywords. They gave us about five or six. We went back to them with twenty-five or thirty keywords and phrases that they need to be ranked for. One of those keywords has 135,000 searches on it on Google alone every month, and they were not in the first 10 pages. So to have the relevant keywords and the relevant information, first of all, is is critical, okay? Then you, the content on your page needs to be relevant. And it, it's kind of, it's a, it's, it's a strange area in that the content needs to be readable and it, Google, previously what people used to do was they used to pack the keywords they want to be found by into the text on page. They would pack it and it would just be like for online reputation. They might say, Wayne is your online reputation guru, online reputation for, and they're just sticking online reputation in there all the time. And it doesn't read correctly for a customer. Google's um, algorithm is now smart enough to see that people are go- doing that. And it, it, it uses um, algorithms to work out keyword density. So how many times the keyword appears in the headings, in the body of the text, in the images, and, and more. So there's a huge amount involved in that. So the content needs to be written. It needs to be sufficiently long. It can't be too short. It needs to have the correct information in there, but it has to read properly. Okay. Brilliant. That's uh, that's step two. Um, step three, it's a common misconception that everybody enters your website from the homepage. They don't. So as a result, you need to optimize different pages for different keywords. So for instance, if somebody is searching for, web, searching for website maintenance on the Avantech website, they will more than likely hit the website maintenance page, and then they might go back and look at our homepage and the About Us page. And I'm not saying our website is to be held up, it's, it's in the middle of being redone, so um, don't worry about that. But if somebody then is looking for web design, they're probably going to land on the web design. If they're looking for e-commerce development, they're either going to land on the e-commerce um, page on the website, or they're going to end up with the e-commerce blog post because the blog posts can be optimized as well. Your metadata and tags, okay? So um, people are probably familiar enough with metadata and tags. And your metadata and tags really are the title of the page. So when people search by Google, sometimes it comes up. Let's say they were searching for um, online reputation and and Wayne Denner came up. The, The top line, the blue line that they click on, the link would be your title tag on a specific page. So it might have online reputation of Wayne Denner in it. Then there's a little extract, and that little extract is your metadata description. And they're the two key things that need to be included. There is a keywords tag, 
Google, for the most part, ignore it now. Yahoo and Bing use it to a small degree, but but the reality is that Google hold the lion's share of search traffic. So as a result, you're probably better off optimizing for Google first and then going back and improving that optimization for Yahoo and Bing. Because if you try to you try to narrow your focus, it makes an awful lot more sense, and it's progressive. You're not going to do this work in, in two days and have everything done. It takes a long time, and it takes even longer then for the rankings to start climbing. Number five, um, a good internal link structure is important. All of your pages have to be linked to and easy to find not just for clients, but also for the Google web spiders, the Google bots that crawl the website. If a, web, if a page can't be found via a link, Google have no way of getting to it. So, well, not no way. <laughs> there are other ways when you submit sitemaps and stuff to your Google Webmaster tools and stuff like that. Um, but regardless of that, they need to be linked. One of the key things here, and one of the things that we work with clients, especially in the e-commerce field, is their navigation. The navigation is so important. And so many e-commerce businesses that we deal with, when they come to us initially, we have to scrap their navigation completely and rebuild it to be properly structured. It's so, so key. That kind of coupled with your URLs being uh, easy to read as well, okay? And number six is blog regularly, okay? I'm not saying that you have to blog all of the time. You don't have to blog every week, every day, but you need to blog consistently. So if you decide that you have enough content and enough time to blog every week, blog every week. If you have enough time to blog once a month, blog once a month. If you have enough time to blog once a quarter, blog once a quarter. But don't start doing it once a, once, uh, a week and then all of a sudden, and we fell into this trap as well. We started doing it once a week, and then business started getting a little bit busier. We got a little bit carried away, and, and we had to drop back. And we missed a month without actually, so it was actually six weeks between blog posts. And we kind of sat ourselves down and said, this can't happen anymore. It's once a month, whether it's the second week in the month or the third week in the month, it's once a month. That's when we blog now. So um, we try to make sure they're good. The blog posts need to be of a significant length. One of the key things about this is that having blog posts on your website keeps your website fresh. If you have the same website up there for six months and nothing changes in your website, Google are going to downgrade your website because if the website isn't updating, then Google are going to say, well, it's not as relevant as the other websites that are updating. So adding another page to your website in the form of a blog really, really helps. Now, I know you told me to, to list six, but there are a couple of other things that I think you need to do. I, I, I think you need to you need to look at your website load speed. Um, everybody has been online. You, you uh, in one of your first um, articles, you were talking about going into the to the computer in the in the college and waiting for Internet Explorer to load up. <laughs> um, and we had dial up in the house, and it was so bad. And you see plenty um, skits online. What's this sound? And it's the sound of dial-up. And when I was in, in college as well, in, in Walford Institute of Technology, it was only the library computer room was the only computer room in the college, and we were studying multimedia. Wow. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was the only room, and you had to book it for a half an hour or an hour at a time. I so, came across somebody somewhere, somebody recently, actually, who I was talking to at an event, and where they live, they still have dial-up because they can't get broadband in the local cabinet. Oh, God, that's nasty. That is really, really nasty. But everybody, if they can think back to that, and some of your listeners probably yeah. won't be thinking back to that time, right? Yeah. But when you think back to that, and you had to wait for the website to load all of the time, it's really, really bad. So you need to look at your website speed for two reasons. One that I've alluded to already, that it loads quickly. But two is the uptake in mobile browsing. People oh. are viewing it on their mobile they're out and about. They may have a 2G signal. They may have a 3G signal. They may have 4G now because we do have 4G in, in spots in Ireland. Even at that, people have a, a maximum data allowance on their plans and they're going to be conscious. You know, so your website needs to be quick to download, but it also needs to be smaller. So you need, in that vein, the infrastructure for it needs to be correct. So who you're hosting it with is important. There's some great hosting companies in Ireland and great hosting companies in England. And they depend on who you want to... Sorry, England, the UK. <laughs> <laughs> there's some up the north as well. There's some in, in Wales and, and Scotland. But we deal, with, we deal with a few of them. And depending on what you want, 
Um, and depending on where your business is at, your infrastructure would need to change. Um, and then more importantly, again, optimize images for download. So many people take a photograph on a mobile phone or a digital camera and they upload that photo. And if that photo is three or four megabytes, it takes ages to download. There's a load about this. All of this kind of stuff is on blogs and the website, Wayne. I've just done a, a page there, Brian, of like a word cloud, basically, with all different words on it. I mean, some of the things that I'm sort of gleaming and taking from this is blog regularly, different pages with different keywords, you know, optimize your images, narrow your focus, your website speed's really important, good internal link structure. I mean, this is some great information that all small, medium enterprises need to be thinking about. Tell me more about Google Webmaster Tools. Is that something that businesses need to be using? In short, yes. Okay. Um, people go on about different analytic tools um, and they talk about, you know, oh, we, ha- we need to pay for this. We need to pay for that. Google Analytics and Google Webmaster Tools are free. So you should be using them. Okay. Um, there are others as well, like Google AdWords, which is great for keyword research. Um, but Google Webmaster Tools allows us to add a sitemap. So a sitemap is an XML document linking to every page and post on your website. Okay? And it allows us to take that sitemap and load it in so that if Google, let's say there is a broken link on your website that's not linking to a page. So some people do have these pages where it links. And then the only other links to another 10 pages in the website might be that one page that's not loading Mm. for some reason because there's a typo in the link or something like that. Now, look, there shouldn't be. You should be testing it. You should be making sure that all of your links are working. But regardless... If you have it in there, Google now have a sitemap of every single URL, so they will index your website, and they will add them to the Google index, okay? Um, also, it will show you any crawl errors that, um, that the Google bots encounter when they're on your website. It will just give you up-to-date information as to whether Google is having any particular problems with your website. If you have the information, you know, I, I often have people say to me, my website is doing X, Y, and Z, how can I fix it? And I go in and have a look at it, and it's working 100% fine for me. And it's a particular sequence of events that they're doing that's not working. And it needs to be fixed. But unless you can replicate it, unless you know what the problem is, you can't fix it. And the same is true in any avenue of life. In order to fix something, you need to know what's wrong. So Webmaster Tools helps you. I'm not saying it's the be-all and end-all, but it gives you all of that extra information. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. That's a great insight, really, to what, you know, SMEs need to be thinking about in relation to, you know, improving their overall SEO. And I think the key here is, you know, the information. I mean, I'm a big fan of the, of, of the, of the, of the term information changes situations. And I mean, you've got some great information on this space and it's information that can actually change how a business is performing online. I mean, that's the big thing about it. People who are personal brands like me, I mean, we're in a time now where personal branding is really, really important now in everything you you do, particularly online. And I mean, you, you may have seen a shift Previously, I would have had a, a, a business website up there and what I started to do then because I was doing more public events and I was speaking at events and I was doing some media stuff and obviously I, I do quite a lot of stuff in schools, but it's just me going out there and doing the talks and you know, relaying the information and working with businesses and that sort of stuff. So I developed this personal brand and I decided then to bring everything under my one umbrella, which was my name for People like me, for example, we obviously need to be thinking about our own SEO. Have you any advice for someone with a personal brand when it comes to search engine optimization? I I would have to say that even though you're a personal brand, you still have a specific focus. Mm -hmm. And for you, online reputation is a big thing. um, And people will be searching for that, but not just online reputation. They're going to be searching for cyberbullying. They're going to be searching for bullying online. They're going to be so... You would need to have information on your website that's relevant to that area. And whether that's in your blog or whether it's on your main website, that's fine. Um, Also, the speaking, people are often looking for speakers to speak at events on a specific topic. So you do have... If you can break what your, even though you've got your personal brand, what that personal brand entails, what your area of expertise is, if you can break that down granularly, now you have enough um, topics that you can build your content out and still be found. 
from an SEO sense. That's the way I would read it anyway. I mean, other like I said to you at the beginning, SEO is not a it's not an exact science, and a lot of people have different views on it. But <clears throat> excuse me, but it is important to have that view. Break it down a little bit more for yourself. I think once you do that. You'll be fine. Um, I'm actually having a look at your website now while we're speaking. Because, oh no! Uh, there's a new yeah, one. Go- <laughs> there's a there's a new one up there. It's been a while since I had a look. There's a lot of photos, um, but there's there's an awful lot of pages, which is good. Um, you know, if if I'm looking at it and being critical initially, I will say that some of the pages don't have enough content on them. Yes, they don't have enough text because Google can only read text. It can't read images. It can only read text and. Even before we look at breaking stuff down, you know, the programs is absolutely brilliant. There's a huge amount there's a huge amount of information on the programs. And yeah. then I'd be wondering, is there more information on those programs? Even more again, because that would al- enable us to focus a little bit more on those particular sections. And that's what we do with people all the time. We look through, and I had a, a customer email me last week and said, I'm looking forward to sitting down with you next week, stepping through my website and you ripping it to shreds. <laughs> that's what they said to me in an email. And I said, I'm looking forward to that too. Okay, um, let's leave my yeah. website, close that window right now, and let's move on to the next question. Because <laughs> I don't want you ripping mine to shreds just yet. We'll do that offline. <laughs> problem what are the what are the key things that you mentioned there buddy was um about narrowing your focus and i think that's really important and i've i've went on to websites in the past where people are trying to be all things to all men i think it's about really focusing in on what it is you're all about you know really focusing in on one or two key areas about your business and, and making sure that your website ranks well for that is that important? Uh, I would say yeah, absolutely. I think your homepage needs to show people everything that you do. Your homepage is the first page that people will hit. Not not all the time. If they're searching in a general sense, they will hit your homepage. If they're told to check out this company, they're going to hit your homepage. But if they're searching for something specific, they won't. But your homepage is kind of the place that tells people, this is what we do and this is everything that we do for the most part. But then you've got your separate sections, as you've alluded to, that are specific areas to your business. And to break those down and really fill those out and give people, you know, look, what was it? I was reading to somebody a while ago. They said there's two rules in business, really. Number one is not to give away everything you know for free. Yeah. And do you want to know number two? Yes. There you go. (laughs) Right. So you need to give people enough information on your website to let them know that you know what you're doing, you know, and and to get them to make that phone call or send you that email and then have a discussion with them, you know, because you can't be all things to all people. And and like I've alluded to already, there's different things that that are relevant to different websites. What works for an e-commerce website won't work mightn't work for a plain brochure website and vice versa so you know so there's different things in different areas that you need to focus on and you've alluded to that and yeah absolutely very very important to to granularize the detail get people in there have it broken down too many people throw what do we do we do website stuff and then they might have one big long page with website design website development so search engine optimization, all this in just a couple of a little paragraph about each one. That's not good enough from a search engine optimization point of view. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six year old, you don't understand it well enough. Yeah. And I mean so, that's a great way of looking at it. I mean, I think it's something that, that, that really businesses need to start thinking a lot more about. But I think it's important and the message is coming through in what you're saying, that they work with an organization that knows how to deliver the components that they need for their website. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, there are cases where they can do a certain amount of it themselves. It is a specialized area. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And you can see, I'm only alluding to some of the topics in our conversation here, and it's a it's a short conversation. I'm only alluding to some of the topics here. There's an awful lot more that can affect it as well. Yeah, absolutely. We hear an awful lot of talk about local search. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, Brian, who was uh, you know focusing on the whole aspect of localized content. I mean, what's your thoughts on local search? Is it a good idea for businesses to focus on localized content within their blogs? And does social media, uh, the thing that we all use and we all love, Twitter and Facebook and all these sorts of things, does that have any impact on search engine optimization? It, it really depends on the business. It kind of, I was working with a company recently, there are builders down in um, down in Cork and we're working on SEO practice for them at the moment and you know they're only servicing they're only servicing Munster 
You know, they, they, they're only servicing a certain area. They're not going to be building up in Donegal. They're not going to be building up in Warren Point. They're not mm. going to be building up in Dublin, you know, because it's too far for them to go. They can't. They're a local building firm. And as a result, we are focusing on local search for them. Um, but lo- local search then is important from that point of view because they're a business that can only deal locally. Um, if you're talking about dealing nationwide or dealing with, uh, with the UK also and then going further afield, then you know it, it really depends on, on what your, your plan for your business is. And, and, and like everybody has a strategy for their business, really. Uh, even if they don't have it written down, they have something in the back of their head what they want to do as business owners. They're going to say, this is what I'm planning on doing over the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it is. And as a result, you know, I, I think it is important to do a certain amount of local local business and local optimization, but it really depends on the business. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to give a categorical answer on that. Mm-hmm. Should everybody focus locally? Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I, and you alluded to I'm coming all the way from Cork, but I'm not from Cork. <laughs> ah. I'd say I'm not from Cork. I'm from Waterford. And are you living, are you, but you're living in Cork. I'm living in Cork, yeah, ah. but I'm from Tremor. And But there was a new website got done. I was talking to somebody yesterday who we're going to be doing some business with, and he's the uncle of a girl I know in Tremor, and she got her website done by a different company but she got it done by a Tremor company and that Tremor company focus entirely on local business that's their their thing they're a web development house but they only focus on local business whereas we don't do that we focus on a global scale we've had clients in New York clients in Canada clients in the UK we have clients in uh, in Dublin in Louth in uh, up the north we have clients in Galway, you know, and we have a lot of local clients as well. But we, we focus and our focus has always been a more global focus. So I think that you need to sit down and you need to see what are the barriers, what what is the maximum level that you're going to you're going to deal to. Um, let's say you're a clothing store. You might say, well, I want to focus on local search. You say, well, do you know, the online e-commerce market in Ireland is worth, worth six to seven billion a year. The UK market is worth about 120 billion euro a year. You know, so even if you've got a small shop, you can still set an online presence. And, and if, if you're not at the table, you certainly can't get a piece of that pie. And is social media having any impact on search engine optimization? Social media has a certain amount. Um, it comes back to relevance. If people are linking back to your website from social media, if people are interacting more with blog posts that are that are posted on social media, if they're liking and sharing them on Facebook or tweeting them and retweeting them, um, then your website is obviously more relevant because you've got more people talking about it, more people engaging in it. So from that from that perspective. Um, social media is certainly has some kind of a some kind of a role to play. Google Plus, for instance, Google Plus because it's owned by Google is a huge one. And if you take uh, YouTube, people don't think of YouTube as social media, but it is. And YouTube has the second highest search rate in the world because it's owned by Google. It's huge. So having your own YouTube channel, having your videos on YouTube, but then posting your blog posts. Um, including YouTube videos, posting them on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, etc., can seriously hit it. When you go to Google+, and you put up a blog post, if people have seen it, maybe they haven't, when you hover over that blog post once it's been posted, hashtags actually appear. There are hashtags that Google has chosen from the excerpt that you've put in about your post, and they've taken hashtags and put them there. So it might be hash SEO, hash websites. And that's how Google are automatically using the likes of Google Plus to boost your SEO. Great information. I mean, definitely adding some real, real hot value here to listeners today on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Brian, you mentioned it a couple of moments ago. You, you kind of alluded to it. Um, is search engine optimization something, you know, small businesses or individuals can do themselves? I mean, what sort of stuff's involved? I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a sole trader, as a small business, they maybe don't have the resource to go to a, to go to a big agency like you guys or, you know, or can they come to you guys? Do you guys offer affordable packages? What can they do themselves and what stuff do they need to come to you for? 
Okay, well, first, we're not a big agency. Okay. <laughs> so we can keep the costs down. The reason we actually set up in the first place, the reason that I set up the business was because we were doing the website development for a large super, specialist supermarket chain in New York. Um, and they have uh, 20 different locations. And we did their full e-commerce website, integrating with their electronic point-of-sale system, um, digital marketing, integrating with their social media and directing internal staff how to work and everything and and i kind of came away from it saying you know they can afford me Mm. because they have the the deep pockets they can take me for a month and say we're going to pay this guy his asking price because he knows his stuff and all the rest and then i got to thinking you know smes don't have that and they can't do it so what we did was we set up initially with kind of web maintenance is what we've put them under uh, the umbrella we've put them under web, web maintenance packages where clients can hire us for two hours four hours 40 hours 80 hours a month if they like and we will work on whatever aspects of their business they want us to work on whatever aspects of the website so whether it's uh whether it's seo tidying up their website and stuff now there are some caveats but um we will work on different areas of their business so people can say to us, look, I, can't, I can afford 200 euro a month. Okay, we, we want to hire you for four or five hours a month just to work on our SEO to get us up there. Because it is an ongoing thing. So having somebody in your pocket working on that. So effectively, you effectively has us, have us as a member of staff for a fraction of the cost. That's the way, the way we set up. And that's why. So can they do it themselves? Absolutely. They can do a certain amount of it themselves. There's two things, though. First of all... Um, they can do the internal SEO themselves. Uh, I had a phone call with a guy last Thursday, actually, who told me they wanted to do the internal SEO themselves. I pointed them to the blog. He said that he was going to come back to me to do a little bit of the other stuff. I said, that's fine. But he said he was going to do the SEO, and, and I did warn him. I said that he can do it, but I might look at it at the end and kind of say to him, look, it's all wrong. You know, it's it's important, I think, to take on the services and even just be pointed in the right direction. But even if if you were to go and do the metadata yourselves, the meta descriptions, work a little bit on your content and then get somebody in to review it for you, you know, at least you've got you're definitely better off having that information than not having it. So you can do that yourself. So even if it's not done, even if it's not done and done to the best quality it's still better to have it, to have it than not have it. It is a specialized area. Then the question that business owners need to ask themselves, really, and, and my father always alluded to this when I said I was going to go tiling myself or I was going to do some work in the back garden. He always said, how much is it going to cost you to get somebody who knows what they're doing in to do that in your house? Yeah. <laughs> and and how, much, how much will you earn per hour if you were working on your business while they were doing that? And, and it always stuck with me because... Yeah. It really is focus on what you're good at. Yeah. You know, if, if a lot of my customers have come to us because they want to put one page on their website, the page has taken them three hours and they've given up. Yeah. Whereas they have us on board and we'll do it for them in 20 minutes or half an hour, depending on the complexity, including images. So how much is three hours of their, of their time worth, whether it's where they're working or whether it's time with family at the end of the day? You know, and I think it's important that, yes, you can do a certain amount of it yourself, but you have to weigh it up and see what's the actual cost of, of taking that on and doing it yourself. Could not agree more. I'm a massive fan of having building a team around you with the expertise to execute in the areas that they're really, really skilled in. So I completely agree with what you're saying. There's certain things that an individual, a small business can do themselves, but it really is worthwhile to reach out to to, to another supplier that knows the, the, the things that you don't know. Finally, in terms of development of SEO, what sort of things do you think we can expect to see happening and what advice, because we do have a career focus within this podcast, within each episode, what advice would you give to someone looking to get into the SEO business? If somebody's graduating in 2015, they're very interested in digital marketing, maybe SEO is an area that they want to go down. What advice would you give them? Okay, well, the first thing I suppose is Google's algorithms are changing all the time and they're getting better every day. Um, it's getting more and more difficult to spoof rankings. Um, I'm not saying it's not happening and people are finding different ways around it certain companies that are you know there's nothing more annoying than searching for one thing and you're getting up a page of content that's completely irrelevant and I've alluded to that already but as more and more small and large businesses I think are becoming aware of the benefits of SEO they're going to work on it so it's going to be a totally different battleground going forward you're going to be in a position where everybody is fighting for the same 
for the same rankings. So if you're not moving forward, you're standing still. And if everybody else is moving forward, you're going to be left behind. So regardless of what Google do, I think more and more companies are becoming aware of search engine optimization and the the factors that are involved in it. And as a result, you're going to end up with more and more people competing and actually putting the investment in to try and get themselves ranked higher to get a bit of that 6, 6 billion euro and 120 billion euro um, UK market in uh, in the e-commerce sector because, you know, look, that's e-commerce selling online. We're not even talking about just directing people to your website because the builders that I spoke about earlier on, they're not selling online, but they still need that traffic to see what they can do. Um, so, I think, you know, I think that Google's algorithms are going to get better. Um, they're going to update all the time. Um, at more and more of these black hat techniques are going to disappear over time. And when I talked to you earlier on about uh, the couple of people whose rankings completely disappeared in the last year, we had one company that came, their rankings completely disappeared. We spent um, six to eight weeks working on their SEO, and they're now number one for the their top search term. They're number one in the country. And Google's Penguin 3.0 algorithm rolled out. When, when we did the work, they were actually at number three, and they were happy at number three. Penguin 3.0 update, update came out, and they actually improved to number one. Wow. So if the work is done properly, when Google are bringing out the algorithms, the updated algorithms, and they're attacking some of these black hat techniques, the work that you've done correctly will actually propel you up rather than knock you off. So from that from that sense from that point of view, it really is difficult to see what way the future landscape is because Google don't publicize what they're actually looking at in any of their any of their their updates. But if you stick with it and approach it the right way, and because the web technologies are improving and changing every week, every year, you know, there's going to be different there's going to be different um, items that are going to come into the algorithms. In the future, I mean, like for instance, when we talk about HTML5, HTML5 was only made official really last year, you know, but it's been there a long time in the background. So Google wouldn't have probably, now I, I don't know for sure because they don't publicize it, but they probably wouldn't have taken a huge amount of um, HTML5 coding uh, and the structure into their algorithms. They may still have been working with XHTML, um, and as a result, now the HTML5 comes out, they're going to go. Well, we're going to focus on that and block pages that are built and websites that are built using HTML5 because it's the newer language are going to more than likely have a higher relevance and a higher ranking than ones built on the older technologies. So it's cons- it's a constantly changing landscape. It's a difficult question to answer. And people looking to get into the SEO business, graduating graduates this year who maybe, you know, organizations are starting to look for people with this skill set. What advice would you give them? Yeah, the, the whole digital marketing field has changed. A lot of the courses around now are, they are focusing on the digital marketing and, and really focusing on social media and SEO um, as a whole, really. And that's all well and good. But I, I think to be successful, I think you have to have a certain amount of knowledge around web development as well. Hmm. Um, and, and surprisingly enough, I, I was actually an IT trainer in Dublin for five years, and, and we used to train. Google used to send their sales staff to us to get trained in basic web development so that when those sales staff were talking to potential clients for advertising, when the clients were talking to them, they would know the jargon. So as a result, it's very, very important when you're talking to a customer because you may be in a big firm and you may have a web development team and you may be working in the marketing and digital marketing team. But if you can get exactly what you want across to the web development team, it will make your life an awful lot easier. So if you're looking to get into the digital marketing and SEO field, I think it's important to have a certain amount. I'm not saying you need to be a web developer or a web designer, but to have a certain amount of knowledge about it would be beneficial. Yeah, that's that, that. I mean, that's again having the knowledge, having the insight, having the you know the practical experience, going along and getting a bit of experience with an or, an organization, whether it's on a placement, is really really important. Brian, just to wrap it up, I mean, you've 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 given some unbelievable information today. I mean, you've added a lot of value to people who are listening into this podcast. So I want to thank you for that information. But before we you know we get into it's closing things out, tell me how can people find out a bit more about what you guys do? Give me the website address. Give me the 
Twitter account. I know you're going to be speaking with me actually on the 5th of April in Dublin. We're going to be doing, we're going to be doing 15th, is it? Oh, Samantha. If you show up on the 5th, I won't be there. (laughs) Samantha, (laughs) hopefully Samantha hasn't, hasn't, uh, hasn't heard that gaff. It's actually the 15th of April. You're absolutely right. I'm doing an event in Belfast on the 5th of March and it's the 15th of April in Dublin. And we're speaking at the Irish Biz Party Conference. I mean, we were both at that conference in, uh, in Killarney. Great event. Um, you're going to be speaking at that and you're going to be talking about SEO and all this sort of stuff. So if any businesses are listening in out there, I would encourage you to pick up your ticket for the Irish Biz Party event on the 15th of April. I'm going to be speaking and Brian's going to be speaking about search engine optimization. But to close it up, Brian, tell us how people can get in touch with you. Uh, well, if people want to know more, um, they can go to the website, which is avantech.ie. Um, that's A-V-A-N-T-E-C-H dot I-E. Um, and the blog there has a lot of information. There's quite a few blog posts on SEO. Um, and all of our conf- contact information is on the uh, is on the website as well, uh, Wayne. So, I mean, they can email info at avantech.ie or they can give us a call in Cork. Um you know, we're always more than happy to take a phone call and see how we can help people. I think it's important to for SMEs to understand that you know your website is an investment, um, and to to make sure you have one of the better websites. Um, and then to make sure that you're found from an SEO perspective is very couldn't agree more. And I know you're active on Twitter as well. What's the Twitter handle? Uh, it's at Avantech Labs, so people can connect with you. And you're, and you're always available on the Irish Biz Party Twitter chat on a Wednesday evening from nine to eleven, of course. So if anybody listens in when they hear this podcast and they have any questions, that's a great way to reach you as well and join that business community on Twitter. Absolutely, we often get them, and, and we we often get questions, just a general questions, people having problems with their with their hosting account, and we've actually had people on during the uh, the Irish Biz Party on a Wednesday night send us credentials we've logged in and actually fixed their problem for them because it's a, it's a two minute thing anyway you know it's 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 um it's important to help each other out when we're all SMEs it's important in that space you know it can't all be about making money yeah. you know pe- people need to help each other um we were all in a bad place once upon a time people go through peaks and troughs and you need to have that support it's it's a great support network Great. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, you've added an incredible amount of value today, Brian, for listeners who are going to be listening into this podcast. And, you know, I really appreciate you taking time out to answer these questions. Brian Parr from Avantech, thank you so much for joining us on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for having me, Wayne. So there you have it, guys. Another great episode, some great takeaways that you can look to implement into your business from an SEO point of view. The big one being creating that regular content. So think of ways within your working week that you can devote time to sitting down and writing that blog article, writing that news article for the website and writing that all important content that Google's going to pick up and help improve your visibility within the search engines. Think of ways of using some of those free tools that are out there. Make sure you have Google Analytics set up on your website that you can monitor the traffic that is coming to your website. Use the Google Webmaster tools where you can submit your sitemap. Look at ways that you can narrow the focus of your website. So take a step back, look at your website and really think, when people come to my website, what is it they're looking to find out? And really narrow that focus down, home in on the really important aspects of your business and make sure you're showcasing them on your website. Look at your site speed, ensure your website is loading quickly. Think of that good internal link structure. Look at different pages with different keywords and think of ways that you can improve your website based on some of the information which Brian has shared with us today on this podcast. Don't forget if you've got any questions or comments that you think we should cover on the show over the next few episodes, please do drop me an email to podcast at wayndenner.com. You can also send me a tweet to at Wayne Denner. Stick around. We're going to be coming back very, very soon with another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available for WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.